0: This is Abnormal Entertainment.
1: Two, three, four. Walked into the tunnel Just to find the light Hunted for old demons Looking for a fight Looked up at the stars Seemed to go forever There must be a way it all fits together. Fell into the quicksand, held on to the vines. Never cook my color, stay within the lines. Feels like I have wings, I can fly wherever. This is just a way it all fits together. Finally saw the world through rose-colored glasses Gonna share my journey to small and large masses Give up on my life No, sir, me, never This is how I put it together
0: This is how I put it together
1: This is how I put
0: it together. Hey everybody, this is Daniel Carson. Welcome to another episode of Put It Together. Like to start as usual, thank you, my producer, Mr. Kevin Moyers, for his help and support. Thank you, sir. Inviting all of you to check us out at abnormalentertainment.com, where you can find all the shows on the network. This week, I say this all the time because I'm always excited about my guests, uh, I have Bobby Borelli. And I had to, like, rehearse the maybe before I started. Uh, how are you doing, Bobby? I'm
2: excellent. How are you doing? Thank
0: you for welcoming me into your
2: place. Thank you for coming yeah, and I, having me on.
0: I, I don't think I've ever been to Encino. So yeah. this is my first time I love it. It's, in Encino.
2: Well, it's, it's quiet. You know, it's really peaceful here. So
0: It's the it's, karate kid. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah, right. So, Encino man with Polly Shore. Yeah. And yeah I, was like, I, this, I have to go to Encino now. For yeah. uh, so those of you who uh, know I, how I connect with my guests, we connected on LinkedIn. Yes. Um, yes. I think you were promoting your yep. web series.
2: Yep. So, I mean, I just try to be on as many platforms as possible, um, you know, just to get as much exposure as possible. And uh, LinkedIn is a great way to connect with really anybody, especially people in the industry. Um, and I have a web series. I have a Facebook sketch comedy web series that streams on, on Facebook, has now for the last year. And, um, I've just been, well, I mean, I promote it everywhere, but I just, uh, have that as my, um, banner picture on, on LinkedIn and I have a link uh, to my IMDB, which kind of promotes the show as well. Um, and yeah, that's how you found me.
0: And I, I have no shame. I told people I, I stopped you. So when I got the, when I got the message, I was like, hmm, who is this Bobby really? Nice. What does he want? So I went and hunted, and I was like, oh, he's got a Facebook page? Okay, cool. Yeah. And then I watched some, uh, a little bit of an episode, and I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, and that was it. I'm like, usually, and here's how it works, because for those of you listening, we just met this morning. Like, when I walked in, we'd never met in person. Mm. Um, usually how it works, if, if I find somebody interesting in the first, like, five minutes, or the first couple of pages that I see, I stop. Cause I want to come in and interview them mm. and I want to, I want to be as surprised or sure. amazed as my listeners. Yeah. So I want to go yeah. on this journey with them. No,
2: I'm, I'm glad you did it. We're doing something right. If, if that's what you wanted to do. So cool. yeah.
0: And uh, so yes, for those of you, if you ever contact me or send me something, I'm going to stalk you. I'm going to go out and, and find out everything about you. Uh, so good. So Barbara, actor and producer. Yes. Um, yes. I think have a long story to go, so I'm going to just cut this conversation and just go yeah. get into it. So, really tell us how you put it together.
2: I guess it all depends on if I want to give you the unabridged version or the summarized version. Probably the summarized version. So, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, um, I guess it all just started when I was a kid, as it does with so many people. <laughs> um, I was always a very kind of theatrical, artistic person. Um, I know we're all kind of unique in our own way, but I always knew that there was something about me that was just a little bit different, especially from all the other kids, um, you know, that I grew up with. Uh, I was always very in touch with, um, I was always uh, kind of a kid who was really into moments and stories, you know, the, 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 the big moments and stories uh, were always what kind of um, gave me tingles as a kid. You know, I used to play make believe in my room when I was a kid, you know, I, I, uh, I was very theatrical and I always imagined, uh, that I was the hero of, of, of a story or, or, you know, I used to imagine that I was at that, you know, uh, that pinnacle that, that moment, uh, where the moment of truth comes out, you know, I used to pretend these things, you know, when I was a kid, like I said, in my room, you know, um, I was always a goofball. I was always weird. And, um, You know, I did some plays when I was a little kid. You know, at my church or or whatnot. Uh, But when I was 14, um, I started uh, theater at the Priscilla Beach Theater in Plymouth, in Plymouth, Massachusetts, which is where I'm from, by the way. I'm from Plymouth, Mass. Uh, I tell people I'm from Boston, but most people don't know where Plymouth is, so that's why I say Boston. I've heard of it. Yeah, you know, (laughs) the Pilgrims and the Indians. You know, Um, Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock. Yeah, people travel 3,000 miles every day to see the Rock. You know. (laughs) <laughs> Let me tell you, it's pretty amazing. I gotta tell you. Uh, but um, so anyway, so yeah, when I was 14, I started in theater, actually started in theater. And uh, I did a few plays there. And, um, and then when I was, you know, from 16 to 18, I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. You know, I had a lot of things that I wanted to do. You know, I, I you know, I acted and I, I, I played sports and baseball. I was very interested in baseball, you know. Um, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. When I hit eighteen, I, I kind of um hit a roadblock. And um I should probably as a side note tell you about my grandfather real quick. So my grandfather is kind of like the leader of our whole family, you know. He's an old school Italian from Dorchester, and he was always trying to trying he was very proud of who he was and he was always um you know trying to push his italianness if you will on everyone else in the family you know and he um was kind of like the motivation for everybody in our family and he was always the one telling everybody especially myself that you can you can do it you know you you have what it takes to do it you can and um I remember uh getting back to my story when I was when I was 18 I remember that I remember it kind of like it's a dream you know um I mean, it's almost 10 years ago now. I was sitting in his car late at night. I can't even remember what we did. We were coming home from something because I was always over at my grandparents' house. And uh, he asked me what I wanted to do. You know, I was I, I had just graduated high school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I was a little bit downtrodden on myself because, you know, I, yeah, I was, I was a little bit lost. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So, you know, he said, you know, baseball didn't work out and, and, and all this didn't work out. You don't really want to go to college. There's nothing that I really want to do, you know, other than make money, I suppose. But he said, you were always good at acting, though, you know. And I said, well, yeah, of course I love acting. Acting is great, you know. Uh, who doesn't want to have a career in, in that medium? But I'm 18 and I'm too old. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah, and, and for some reason, I just always thought it was a lot like sports, you know generally people date well exactly <laughs> people who make it in, in, in the in in the sports world uh, are you you know usually start from a very young age as a kid, and you know five, six, ten, whatever, and they just play all through their childhood and their young adulthood until they hit you know eighteen and then they hit college, and then you know they they kind of you know because it's a young man's game. I kind of thought acting was that way too. um I believe it's good to get into anything the the younger, the better anyway, but you know uh, I believe it's never too late and um but uh, yeah acting isn't really like that i mean when you're 18 you know that's 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 still pretty young you know and he said no, he kind of laughed he said no no you're only 18 you know you, you're just you're just a pup
0: let me ask you, you that know. though how because i get the thing that at 18 you thought like if, if i don't have my shit together now right what sure why that thought? Do you remember? Like, what makes um, you feel that
2: you would... That's that? a good question, actually. That's a good question. Um, it's because I myself have always kind of taken myself a little bit too seriously, if you will. Ah. Um, um, I've always been... I'm a Capricorn, and I don't know how much I believe in all that stuff. Some people do. Maybe there's some truth to it. I don't know. I've When's never actually happened? studied it. Uh, December 26th. You are yeah. crapping me. Yeah. No, I'm not. No. I was, I'm December 26th. Are you serious? I'm so serious. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so you're a cuss baby, just uh, like me. Yeah. I'm
0: like, right. okay, we have more to talk about. Oh my gosh,
2: wow, this might take two hours. <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. Um, no, that's cool, wow, oh my gosh. Because so uh, I, I t- as you were telling your
0: story, I'm like, that sounds like my story. Mm, like, that, like, a part yeah. of that sounds like my story. Yeah. Because I always thought, uh, we'll go back, but I always thought that I was, like, 30 was old. Like, if I, but if I don't succeed by 30, mm. my life is over. Mm. And I'm 48 now, mm. so mm. it's. But when I turned 30, my life did make a change. Mm. We'll, we'll talk about that later. That's wow, that, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, cool.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. I I always took myself kind of seriously. It's it's almost something about myself I don't really understand. It, it kind of all connects, you know, uh, when it comes to who I am, about how I take myself so seriously. And I was always, uh, I always I took my kind of artistic visions, if you will, very seriously. I was I always had these kind of visions as a kid, you know, I used to think about, you know, I always use, I used to think in terms of scenes, you know, and maybe, maybe it's why I ended up becoming a filmmaker too, eventually, you know, uh, in my early twenties. But, um, I, uh, I, I always thought in terms of scenes, but anyway, getting back to, to, uh, the scene in the car, um, Yeah. I always took myself really seriously. I always wanted to do well. I I took life seriously. I I always figured that it's better to to take it seriously than it is to take it too lightly. It was always something, it's just the way that I am, you know, and it's always been something I've always kind of had to, when I was younger, I had to learn to kind of reel back and just realize that as long as you try uh, as as hard as you can, um, that's all you can really do. And as long as your intention is good and you mean well, and you're doing things for the right reason doesn't matter what it is, whether it's baseball or football or, or opera or, or knitting or being a mother or a father or getting married or being an actor. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you're doing it for the right reason.
0: And there's, there's that fine line between passion and – I don't know whether the
2: other – overly. Well, insanity. Yeah, because right. I, I and dig that. eroticism yeah. or yeah. being excited.
0: like, Do you have to work all the time? And you're like,
2: Yes. Well, I mean, when I was younger, I was neurotic, you know, I was probably more, um, yeah, a little bit too overpassionate, for lack of a better <laughs> way of saying it. Um, I feel like we all kind of deal with that, especially artists. I mean, especially artists, you know, cause they see things in a different way, you know, they have their own vision, you know, and, and they want to get it right. And, and, and that's also another thing I realized actually a couple years ago is that, uh, I'm an artist and I want to enjoy my art, you know, and life is short and I'm passionate about what I do. And I think that uh, I think if, if I were to just uh, personally, at least for me anyway, if I were to put so much stock in getting my artistic vision just absolutely right, like some filmmakers want to. And, and if they want to be like that, that's fine. That's on them. But me, I, for me, I feel like it's a waste. I'm going to do the best that I can. And then when there's nothing else more I can do, I leave it at that because I want to enjoy the process. I want to enjoy my art. I want to enjoy being in front of the camera and just being in the moment and and, and and playing a role and immersing myself in that role and bringing myself to the role, just the whole process. And if I'm just getting on myself all the time and taking myself too seriously and being hard on myself and being in my head, I'm really actually wasting time. I'm wasting my life. I'm wasting the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people say all the time, you know, it's all about the journey. And that's right. That's actually true. And I don't want to waste the journey. I want to enjoy the artistic journey. I don't want to waste it, you know? Right. So right. I kind of let all that, that go, you know, Oh, I didn't do it as well as I could have. It's fine. There's going to be a million more shots that you're going to take today. Let it go. Yeah. Trust me. It'll be better for you and you'll age better <laughs> if you just let it all go. You know, I do believe that Yeah, because I used to be so hard on myself, especially when I used to do my own content. Uh, well, I still do my own content, but I'm talking about for primarily for social media, like Instagram, when I, I, uh, four years ago or almost five years ago, I started making my own comedic content for fun. And then I started getting more recognition for it. And people in my town started to, to, to learn who I was and people liked it. And, uh, and then I started to realize that I I might actually have a future in comedy too, because drama was always my passion, you know? And and now I like everything. And I realized that I, I could do, I can do comedy as well. So I I started taking it so seriously. And then when I started to let it go, it just, the process got more fun. And I realized that the videos looked as good as they would if I was really hard on myself anyway. So just don't be so hard on yourself. Mm. Do the best you can. That's it.
0: So, uh, how long have you been in LA then now?
2: I've been here for five years. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. So I got here, uh, 2014. Uh, June of twenty fourteen. So just a little bit more than five years, yeah.
0: What finally pushed you out of women?
2: Yeah, well I uh so when I was eight so going back to that story, when I was eighteen, uh sitting in the car with my grandfather, he said, No, you you know, you were always, you know I always thought that you were good on stage. I think that it might be a realistic goal for you. I think that you should pursue acting. Go to New York and audition. And when he said that, something about that, just because he was always—he's just such an influential figure in in my life, as as well as my father too. And he, uh, when he said that, it just filled me with with so much inspiration, you know, because I I realized that yeah, he's right, I was wrong. There isn't really an expiration date on acting the way there is in the world of sports. So I said to myself, yes, I can do it. And as soon as he said that, that night, I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm I'm going to get my feet wet in this and I'm going to see where it goes. I'm going to see where it goes. That's what I said to myself. I'm just gonna, I said, I'm going to see where it goes. And, um, and then before I knew it, and then I, I just a few months later, I turned 19 and and, uh, I was already, uh, going to, I was on my way to Boston casting to, to, I, I just, I started, I hit the ground running and I started learning about the industry and I started learning about, you know, the difference between actually pursuing a, a film career and just being an extra. And I, and I, and I started, I, I started going to Boston casting and starting to get in there to be an extra and just, and just learn about everything. And, and, uh, I started, uh, auditioning in Boston and, uh, here and there. And then, um, I started, uh, I started doing um, auditions for Boston University, and I got in with a uh, local acting teacher at a uh, community television um, studio uh, in Sandwich um, in Cape Cod, and uh, I started taking his class. I'm kind of getting off on a tangent now, but basically I I realized that this is what I wanted to do, but I said, I'm going to finish college before I go. And then my funding got cut when I was 21 and I couldn't keep, I couldn't continue to go to college and I was only going because my parents wanted me to go.
0: What were you studying?
2: I was just studying business. There was no passion. There was nothing there. I didn't really want to do it. And luckily I was in no debt. So I said, screw this. I'm out. I don't want to go to college anymore. This is all I want to do anyway. I want to pursue this. And if I pursue it with all my heart and soul until I'm old and, uh, I know that I can't, that I'm not going to make it. And there's just, there's, 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 there's nothing else here for me. Then at least I know I tried.
0: Right.
2: And, um, if I fail, then at least I know I tried and I'll be able to sleep well at night yeah. because there's nothing, um, m- m- uh, scarier to me than a what if,
1: yeah.
2: you know, and, and if you really do want something, you, you gotta, you, you gotta have the courage to go for it. It, it. There's nothing that scares me more than, 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 than not knowing what would have happened. I need to at least try. And if I try, even if I fail, there's still going to be peace in my heart. I'll yeah. still sleep well. Yeah. So I said, screw this. I'm going to go to LA. And I went to LA. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just a few months later, I just saved up some money and I just drove out there. I dropped out of college. I got in my 96 Buick and I drove to Los Angeles. I found a girl on Craigslist who was renting out an apartment. Uh, there was a couch that she was renting out. I just crashed on a couch back in 2014 in a, wow. in a little apartment in, in Hollywood. Yeah, and um, five years later, things are are going really well. I mean, everything. I got my own web series, and I I, I, I work with several producers, and and I have my own brand, and I I'm working, and uh, the web series is doing really well. It's getting a lot of recognition. Um, I have everything I need. I mean, everything. You know, my own place, my own car, my own life, uh, and I'm a working actor here. So. It, it it like exploded, you know? I mean, it took a while. You know, it took five years.
0: So let's but, talk a little bit yeah. on the five years because otherwise my listeners will be like, well, his life is so great. What's he doing on the show? Uh, <laughs> let's hear some, some trouble here. No, um, no. What were some of the, uh, the valleys in the five years?
2: Oh, boy. Um, I think... Um, Probably the, 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 the most difficult part was, was just, uh, trying to survive. Just, just getting the bills paid. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just getting the bills paid. Um, you're always wondering where your next job is going to come from. You know, you're, you're waiting tables at the same time. Um, you're waiting tables. I waited tables for six years, you know, um, And it's, 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 it's just coordinating everything. It's, it's, it's juggling uh, everything that you need to do to survive eating, right. Going to the gym, staying healthy, getting proper sleep, you know, paying all of your bills, working to make sure that you can pay all those bills Mm -hmm. and then continuing to uh, pursue the career enough to at least make a difference, going to auditions and self submitting and working with other people and collaborating and training and auditioning all these things. And also, on top of all that, keeping your mental sanity and uh and, and and just um trying to keep that fire alive because you get tired, you actually physically and mentally get tired. Yeah. You know, because you're, you know, you're working 40 hours a week to, to, to support yourself. And then, you you know, you're working another, let's just say 40 hours a week on the career between auditioning and driving to auditions and filming and collaborating with other people and studying and training and memorizing lines and going to class and going to plays and doing this and doing that. So let's say you are working 80 hours a week, uh, and you know,
0: and still try to have a social life.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, that was always the last thing on my list. Uh, you know, for, for, for the last couple of years, that was, that was the last thing on my list. And then I realized about a year ago, I need to try to kind of have a little bit of a balance now that I, things are starting to go a little bit better for me now. Um, I need to have a little bit of a balance. You need to, you need to, because you're, you, if you work too hard, you're just going to start to become counterproductive. Right. You know, I believe in going as far as you can while and, and, and maintaining your sanity and then, you hit that. You hit that point, and you, you gotta, you got you gotta learn that you're not Superman. You know.
0: Yeah, you start burning out. Yes, and, absolutely. Yes. And and everything gets affected. You yes. burn. You burn everything around you.
2: Right. Um, right. You're in a bad mood. You don't sleep as well. You don't look as good. The bags under your eyes are bigger. Uh, it's it really is just all. Uh, it's it's yeah. It's counterproductive. I believe in working hard, but it's to a point. For me, it's like a 70-30. It's like seventy percent of my life is work, thirty percent is 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 play, you know. And sometimes I can't afford that. Sometimes it needs to be ninety ten. Sometimes I get really busy. I have a bunch of auditions and then I I have two comedy sketches that I need to produce uh with with my film partners, you know.
0: So another uh, good segue talking about partners. Yeah. Um acting in LA can be so
2: so frustrating.
0: <laughs> That's a good way to
2: put it. So frustrating. And I'm not even trying to be funny when I say that. It might sound funny, but it is like nothing that I thought it was going to be. Okay. Yes. How so? Yes. And, uh, and I don't mean to sound negative when I say this. No, no, I no. think that every struggle is, is good for us. Uh, it teaches us something. Uh, well, I'm from Boston. I'm from Massachusetts, you know. So but Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New York, Jersey, right? That East Coast, Northeast vibe. You know, yeah. it's, it's a different culture. Total. it's a different breed of personality different kind of people right in terms of personality and their mindset people there uh they work very very hard uh you know there's theres there's something I miss about it you know it's it's kind of like this social awareness this 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 um, kind of uh, uh societal cognitive kind of sense if that even makes sense I don't know if I worded that correctly uh where people um they're on there. They're very, people in the Northeast are very honorable. You know, they work very hard and they know that if they, that's kind of like where your honor comes from, no matter what you're doing, you know, you'll kind of lose respect with people. If you don't work hard, if you don't pull your weight, if you don't bring something to the table, especially in Boston, that's in and, and New York, that's how it mm-hmm. is. And uh, I kind of grew up with that mentality. I grew up in the restaurant business since I was 14 years old, both, both sides of my family had restaurants. So uh i kind of was instilled with that work ethic and um you know the theater community out in new york and boston is is much the same uh you know you never go to an audition off book uh excuse me you always go to an audition off book um you know so, so things like that and um when i was going to come to los angeles i was really excited because uh i like competition i like to be challenged i like to compete uh it's fun and um i like to push myself Uh, and I'm passionate about what I do. And when I, when I, before I came to Los Angeles, I was imagining what it was going to be like. And of course it is the epicenter. It is the hub, if you will. Uh, of of motion picture entertainment and a lot of entertainment, music, mm-hmm. you know, as well, uh, modeling, all sorts of things. And I and I I, I figured that it was going to be, um, and I was going to get there. And everybody was going to be running around, collaborating with each other, and all the artists were going to be so passionate, and everyone was going to be hardworking, and people were going to be playing hard and working hard, both, you know, playing hard by night, working hard by day. People were going to be, you know what I mean? It's going right. to be fraught with opportunity you know, if you were willing to work hard, Uh and you were good at what you did. And then I got here. And it couldn't have been more the opposite. (laughs) um, To be completely honest, you know. Um, And I'm not saying, let me just get this straight. I'm not saying people from Los Angeles. I'm saying the kinds of people that this industry, I suppose, attracts are people who you know I just noticed that a lot of people out here they're very lazy they're not on time they're not off book they're not punctual they're not uh, professional uh, A lot of them are out here for the wrong reasons yeah. I learned and I learned a lot of this when I started producing my own films, my own short films and yeah. content um uh, about three years ago uh, with with one of my business partners, Taylor Jed Martin. Uh, He and and I started doing a web series called The Adventures of Bobby and Taylor because that was back in 2016 when kind of the social media boom really officially changed everything, Mm. turned everything upside down. And it wasn't enough just to audition and be an actor. You had to do your own stuff too. You had to be your own filmmaker. You had to be your own videographer. And when we started writing and producing our own stuff uh, on an organized scale, you know, writing scripts and doing shot lists and, and having a weekly, uh, a weekly episode drop and all this sort of thing and casting and, and, and and reaching out to people that we thought would, would be good in an, in an episode and, and especially casting people. we realized that, uh, I always knew things were kind of off when I got to this city with, with a lot of the people here pursuing this career. But especially when we started producing our own content and our own films, I realized that the people here, a lot of the people here, they, they're just, yeah, they're, 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 they're just not so professional, and it's really hard to find people who really mean business, who really mean yeah. business. I've only found a few since I've been out here, and and those are the people that that I that I for the most part that I work well, with.
0: It's interesting because I was just in New York last week. I just mm-hmm. got back Sunday. Mm-hmm. I love New York. I love, I love the miss energy because it. it's it's. People have asked me, they're like, "Were you raised here?" I'm like, yeah. No, I I'm miss like, it. Yeah. But this is like every opportunity is an opportunity for networking. Yes. Every, yeah. every, every invitation, I've got my business cards ready to go. Sure. What are you into? What do you do? Yeah. Here's my business cards. I want to interview you. Yeah. When can we meet? Yeah. Are you busy now? Let's right. talk. Right. And right. Uh, right. I went to a couple of functions where it was that, and I was so pleased. I just got chills. Mm. I was so pleased that the people around me were on that same mentality. Right. And you talk about being prepared. Um, I was invited to this gallery opening and the photographer friend of mine his partner she when i showed up we'd already been in an email thread and i didn't even know that Mm. did i put the name of the face together Mm. she's like oh i've been googling you like i've watched your videos i know about your journey i want to work with you and i was like and my and my answer i was like If I were straight, I would be on this woman right now. (laughs) Like, yeah, like she's just turning me on right now. Yeah, yeah. She's like, when do we collaborate? And I'm like, when do we start? She's like, as soon as you get home, let me know. We'll start East East Coast West Coast thing. I'm like, yeah. (gasps) Yeah. I'm like, yes. Awesome. My nephew, who was in New York with us for the week, was like, you don't play, do you? I'm like, I'm having a good time, but for me, good time is. Let's get some work done. Right. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. It's so, you do what you I enjoy. It. Yeah. 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 I it.
2: And that kind of becomes kind of, I mean, if you, if you're really doing what you love, that kind of becomes your play. Yeah. You know, I mean, I could be on set all day long, you know, I just love it. Yeah. You know,
0: but then also coming here, I'm, I'm with you on that. I come from Houston. Mm. I started my career in Houston mm. and it's very independent there. Mm-hmm. So it's not unusual that as an actor, if you're not on, on, in that scene, you're holding a boom, if you have to, mm. or you're holding a reflector for a light or sure. something. Like, sure. are you busy? No, you are now, come on. Right. Which for me was great, because I learned how to do some, all, all of it together. Right? right. Not just ad, but everything. So when I came here, I'm like, oh my God, more people like me. Mm. And mm. You, you'd have these group of people like, oh, let's, let's work on, on creating something. And you'd have one meeting at Starbucks and mm. then, you can't find them again.
2: Mm, yeah,
0: and you're like, oh man,
2: like, I know, I know. I really want to collaborate. It's weird. It's a weird thing. It's like nothing I've ever really experienced before. And I, you know, I always, I, I didn't really pursue this career that much in Boston. It was only for a short while, and it was mostly with, with film students, mostly at Boston mm-hmm. University. And uh, by the by the way, I had a I had a fantastic time working with the, with the film students at, at Boston University. It's a great school. Um, and it was so much fun running around Boston, uh, filming and acting. It was like a dream come true. That's so cool. Because when I was a kid, actually, before I knew anything about the film industry, I always had a dream of pursuing my passion and, and acting and, and performing in Boston. Um, it's such a cool city. It's a very filmgenic city. It's, it's, it's easy. It's, it's kind of like New York, but it's a lot smaller. You look at it and you, like, I, I'll go there. I go there every, every Christmas and I, I go back there and I say, I, I'll, I'll just be in a city and I'll, 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 just look at an alleyway or I'll look at a, at a, <laughs> at, a, at, a at a street or something or a building. And i say that would make a great scene. You know, it's a lot like New York. It's yeah. very filmgenic, very yeah. cool. But anyway, yeah, no, getting back to what you were saying, I, um, I didn't get to pursue this, this, that much in Boston. So I didn't really get to uh, experience uh, the benefits of, of the professionalism there. But um, I really always wanted to kind of try this out in New York um, because it's such a cool city and the people there are are, are my kind of people, if you will. But uh, you got to be here, in my opinion, uh, especially if you're here uh, for the long run um, and you're trying to have an on, on-camera career, especially because mm-hmm. most of it is done here. And, and going on, back
0: on, just a little bit, on finding people to collaborate with, yeah. it finally started making sense to me why a lot of big, Movies or like Adam Sandler, for instance, Mm. has a lot of the same people Mm. in his his production. Oh yeah, because they they know each other. They you know what they're bringing to the table. Right. And I I always sound like, why don't they have other actors? Well, because once you find that group of people that you want to work with, you just want to you want to include them in everything you can. Exactly. I get it. Yeah. Exactly. Which is uh, like, for instance, we have I have my podcast and I have my live, which is put together conversations. And I bring back guests that have impressed me and, and to talk live about whatever topic they want that's to talk awesome. about.
1: Wow. And
0: and, you, and I've been bringing back like the same people because I love how they work. Yeah. And it's, it's so cool yeah. to show up to whatever mm. and be like, I trust you.
2: Mm-hmm. Do
0: whatever you need to do. So
2: funny you say trust. That's so funny. And and I, I've learned over the years now being here is that uh, that's why you see just in the industry in, in general, you know, you see films, you see shows and that's how, you know, a lot of casting most casting directors I would think that's how they work and that's why they cast a lot of the same people and they bring together a lot of the same people and uh you know for 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 certain franchises and and you know because um they go with who they know and who they trust. You know, this is a high stakes business. There's a lot of money involved. Time is money. Um uh you know this isn't uh easy either. You know, coming together and putting together a big production like this is not easy and you need someone that you can trust. And 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 in this um, crazy world <laughs> we're living in right now, uh, it's hard, in my opinion, uh, especially in a city like LA. It's very very transient. You know, people are kind of all over the place. You never know who you're going to meet. Uh, a lot of people are here for all sorts of different reasons. It's hard to to meet people that you can really trust, mm-hmm. that you can invest your time and your money in, and you know that they're going to they're going to produce a result. It's difficult, and that's why I'm so thankful for for. Uh, the people that I've, that I've met over the last five years here that I'm in business with, you know, Uh, my film partners like Ryan Kendrick and Taylor Jed Martin, these, these guys, we, we work together all the time. And uh, uh you know, it's it's just a breath of fresh air when you find people who are on your wavelength, who 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 ha, who share your vision, and, and who are hard workers, people that you can trust. So yeah. trust is everything.
0: So they're new Ryan Kendrick. And- yeah, so the two
2: people that I work with primarily, and uh, some other awesome people have come into my life, uh, just recently. But the two people that I I've worked with uh, the most over the past uh, couple of years is um, a guy named uh, Taylor Jed Martin. Uh, he's a filmmaker. He has a production company called Martin Bros. Uh, he 's produced quite a bit uh, he 's actually working on a, a big project right now um, an animation project nice. uh, with with some with some pretty big people right now um, and uh, he and I um, three years ago we, we, when we met we just started producing our own content together and uh, we very quickly realized that uh, we saw eye to eye we, we shared um, our uh, the, the same visions our t- Visions. We have the same objectives, the same goals. We love telling good stories and, 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 and helping people, uh, helping to educate people uh, with our stories and, and to um, bring people together uh, and, and to, to help change the way people think uh, and, or, or, or to give an issue to, to someone and, and help them to, to, to arrive to a conclusion on their own, right. to help people to think, if you will. That's awesome. And uh, that's what we believe good stories can do you know and um and, and yeah and we and and our 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 destiny if you were our, our our goals they kind of coincide with each other and and Ryan Kendrick is another one he and i we actually he is uh my business partner right now he and i are, are I met him a couple years ago we started self taping together and then uh, we realized that um you know, we, we, we need to be on camera all the time. Because the adventures of Bobby and Taylor, that kind of uh, fell apart when, when Taylor had to go do some other things for his company. Yeah. And uh, I had some other things come up as well. So we, we kind of had to stop doing that. And then I, I, uh, we continued to work together in, in other ways. But I met Ryan Kendrick a couple of years ago. And he and I, like I said, started working together. And then we said, you know what? We need to start uh, a web series again. We need to stay on camera. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes it's hard to get auditions right now. It's, it's hard to get in the room. Uh, right now and uh, especially with social media, there's a lot of competition out there more than there has ever been. So we, we need to make our own stuff in conjunction with everything else that, that, that we're doing. So <laughs> we started Valley Jung TV a little over a year ago. Nice. And we started um, just shooting on a DSLR. We just had a DSLR camera. We just started shooting on it. And, um, you know, just a basic DSLR and, and, and we would edit it ourselves. And, um, I learned a little bit about filmmaking over the years with, with Taylor. So I was able to make shots look pretty good, at least look decent. And we were able to, and, you know, comedy works well. Um, it's, it's, it's easier to make, you know, disposable content really quick. So we, we threw together, uh, some, some comedic sketches and, um, we just kept doing it week after week after week after week. And um, finally, after we had produced 30 episodes and we had built some organic engagement, um, we had some filmmakers come to us and invest in us and want to shoot our stuff for us. Yeah. So right now, uh, we work with Smoke and Mirror Productions. uh, um, Tyler Anton Hall, Uh, he shoots a lot of our stuff. And our friend uh, Matt Nordstrom uh, helps us out as well. Um, he has a lot of connections, some of the YouTube space, we're able to shoot at the YouTube space as well. Um, and, um, so our production value just skyrocketed and, uh, and that's just an example of, of how, and now we have people looking at us, you know, I mean, we're, we're, Ryan is friends with a lot of people in the industry and a lot of people, um, you know they have their eyes on it. It gets a lot of recognition. It gets a lot of engagement, and that's just uh, just goes to show you if you have the work, the body of work behind you, people will see the potential in you, and especially if you have an artistic vision behind it as well, and they'll invest in you.
0: And for those of you listening, we will put the links on the Put It Together podcast Facebook page for you mm-hmm. guys to go check it out. And for the two gentlemen, you are invited uh, on my show. I'd love to hear your story and, and how you guys put it together. So yeah. Um, yeah, it probably will put another word there for us. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, I want to go back a little bit about the serious stuff, being serious, because I am with you on that. I can sometimes take myself way too. Stupid. Yeah, please, yeah. And my partner usually be like, bring it down a notch, like. Yes. Um, how do you maintain your balance? How do you stay grounded?
2: Um, that's a great question. I remember uh, why I'm doing it. I remember why I'm doing it. And um, I also remember, so that that's the first answer, and I'll elaborate on that. Sure. And then the second answer to that, uh, there's a few answers to that. I also remember that, uh, well, kind of going back to what I said before, um, is that I do this because uh, I love it, and I really want to enjoy it. And I don't think if you're taking, in my personal opinion, this is just my opinion, and this is for me. Once right. again, people can do whatever they want, but I, for me, if I'm taking it too seriously, um, then uh, I'm not, I'm not enjoying it as much anymore, and it, it, it kind of, uh, it kind of pains me to, to, um, you know want to do it over and over and over and over again, or it's never good enough. It's never good enough. And, and well, if you think like that, yeah, it's never going to be good enough because we're not perfect, you know? And, um, and I've studied with Howard fine before. He's, he's a, he's an amazing acting coach, uh, in Hollywood. and, And he once told me something that really stuck with me. He said that there's no such thing as a performance. He said, it's only ever a rehearsal every single time you do it. Uh, you're always in the moment. You're always just living in the moment, staying present and enjoying what you do. That's it. That's all it ever is, you know, and, um, no matter what you're doing. And when you do that, life is more enjoyable and you start to enjoy, uh, what you're doing more. Um, and you, and you realize that, wow, you know, that you you start to really feel at peace and you get in and you get real fulfillment out of what you're doing Mm -hmm. so that that's what grounds me that's what brings me down that's how I don't take things so seriously when I start to get aggravated or frustrated with a shot or oh this just doesn't look good or oh my gosh you know whatever I um (laughs) uh I I bring myself back down and I say Mm now just just remember why you're doing this you do it because you love it it's about living it and experiencing it and the art and, 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 and the work, it'll, it'll, all, it'll all take care of itself, you know, if you're doing it for the right reason. And also my intention. I'm doing this because not only do I love it, but I'm also doing it uh, for those around me, you know. And, and, and for the experience of those around me, I, I also, um, you know, life is short, you know. Uh, I enjoy working with the people that I work with. I also, the most important thing to me is my family. Uh, and my loved ones and my friends and at the end of the day as long as I have them nothing else matters you know I could get I uh, you know I something unfortunate could happen tomorrow and 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 you know my my career could be ruined but as long as I have them uh, that's all that really matters and that brings mm-hmm. me down to and that helped me a lot when I got out to Hollywood when I wanted to just quit and go home um I remembered I'm not just doing it for myself I'm doing it for them as well yeah. That and, that humbles you so
0: and uh from my personal experience, uh, in 2015, I was starting to go up this little hill.
1: Yeah,
0: I had just shot a really cool independent movie. Oh, cool. I Was getting recognition. I was uh, in line to be in the little trilogy that they were, do- that they were oh, wow. doing. Oh, wow, that's awesome! Yeah, uh, I was going to be an assistant director in another project. Mm. Plus, I did promotional work. Then I- there was a, a three-month tour mm. all through the East Coast. Like things were really. I was like, I was at the door of like. This is everything i worked for like, yeah. I, and then i was diagnosed with cancer oh
2: my god and wow.
0: everything just like i couldn't do anything i couldn't go anywhere because i had to start treatment oh, so everything was just like i had to get everything back i'm like i can't do this i can't work on that i can't go on tour blah, blah blah and for a year and a half i was pretty much bedridden wow and it took that it took like just last year 2017 yeah end of 17 first of 18 to really get back on mm-hmm. and it made me realize how quickly people really forget that you're there
1: mm-hmm.
0: and to have to re, like, repaint the house per yeah, se sure. so they, you know, people know like hey I'm still here yeah. Come on in.
1: Yeah. so
0: from somebody slightly older Bobby. yes <laughs> definitely that is I think that is key because if my partner hadn't been there through the whole thing I don't think that I would be where I am now because wow. he really was like Stop being a sissy and get your ass back to work, right? Get going. Right. Like you've invested a lot of time in this. If you really want to do it, do it, right? Um, otherwise, just stop. And right. I was like, How oh, dare you talk to right. me like that? Right, 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 uh, right. But if it wasn't because of him, I don't think that I would. I'd probably be on my couch still wondering, What if going back to the beginning of the conversation? So, again, uh, my own personal
1: wow. words
0: of wisdom to you is. Definitely always keep an eye on, on the family. They, will, they yes. will keep you grounded. They will
2: Oh my gosh, yeah. I I realize that. Uh a few years ago or, or <laughs> well, pre- pre- pretty early on. Yeah. I realized, I realized that yeah, the importance of family. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's everything, you know, uh, uh, they give me my strength, you know, and sometimes I get so nervous being out here cause they're all back in Massachusetts, you know, and I get so nervous with them back there and I'm wondering if they're okay. And yeah. I'm so busy and I'm not always able to talk to them as much as I'd like. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah absolutely. We have a
0: lot of parallels. My family's in Texas. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes.
2: Cool you get, you only get
0: to go back so often right? because people don't understand if you, if you're not here, you're not working.
2: Right. Exactly. Even if you have a cell phone,
0: there's still something about, I have to be there to be able to continue my mom has Alzheimer's and I I always, uh, my validation for what I'm doing is she raised me to be independent, strong and hardworking. Mm. So I need to honor that and keep going.
2: Mm. Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. Yeah. So, she would want you to do this.
0: So I, I just keep thinking about that. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're about the time of the show where I ask my guest to share some words of wisdom with my listeners. Mm. And this could be on any topic that you want to share on. Absolutely. So, Bobby Burley, I love that name. Bobby Thank you. Borelli. Thank you. Um, it should be a bar.
2: Bobby Burley. Bobby Burley from Boston. I guess. And, uh, <laughs> uh
0: What words of wisdom do you have for my listeners?
2: I have a few. Um, some things that I've learned over the last couple of years that I learned from my mentors when I first got out here. Um, uh, w- w- one is, um, well, for, first of all, I'm just going to say this. If you want anything done right, you have to do it yourself. Anything. I don't care what it is you're pursuing. I know that that might sound cliche because we've heard our parents and, and uh, uh, older figures say that all the time. If you want anything done right, you have to do it yourself. But if you really understand what that means that um, no one actually really cares. I shouldn't say no one. Most people don't actually really care about what you're doing. You do. It's your career, right? No one cares if you get famous or not, right? No one cares if you book that big series. No one really cares. You care. It's your career, right? If you want to be the best actor, the best singer that you can be, you need to do uh, everything in your power to get it done, uh, no one's going to do anything for you um and and that that encompasses everything you know if I want my web series to be as 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 a, as 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 polished as possible, I need to be overseeing the edit because you know for instance you know i I, I want it to be uh as polished as possible you know if, if you want anything done right, you need to do it yourself um, second I truly do believe that if I truly do believe my, my personal opinion that if, if, you, if, if you want to make the world a better place, I believe that you need to start with yourself. You should get yourself in order. you should figure out who you are and what your purpose is and what it is you that you really want to do and when you get yourself in order, when you get yourself um, when, you be, when, when you become a, a functioning member of, of, of society and, and, and you find out what your purpose is and what your meaning is, and you have a plan for your life. Uh, and you li- you have that superordinate principle, if you will, that you 're living by. you are then going to be the most capable to then um, help the world by doing what it is you do that you love, and that will help people as a byproduct as long as you have a good intention right If you have a good intention you 're not going to be pathologic right so um, so with that said. Uh, and also you're just going to be the, the the most capable to be able to help other people when you're the most helpable, capable to help yourself, you know? Um, with that said, if you're going to collaborate with people, all the people out there who are actors or singers or whatever it is that you're trying to do, if you're going to collaborate with people, um, you need to make sure, and you want to procure success, you need to make sure that your plan, because you need to have a plan, you've got to have at least some sort of a plan, even if it's a loose obscure plan. If you keep at it, it'll get more clear as you go. Trust me. If you, if you want to collaborate with people, you need to make sure that their plan coincides with your plan. Right. You cannot because people will not only take advantage of you. If people don't take it, 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 advantage of you, then you're going to end up wasting your own time Uh, and you're not even going to realize it until it's too late. Make sure that your plan coincides with other people's plans. And I'll I'll give you just a quick example. I work with my friend, Ryan Kendrick. He's an actor as well. Uh, And um, he wants, uh, he and I uh, see eye to eye and have similar goals. He's an actor as well. So I self tape for him. He self tapes for me. Right. And we both want to stay on camera. So we decided to come together and create a show uh, that streams on Facebook. And now it's doing really, really well. And, um, that is an example of two people investing their time into a project or into a venture that is going to edify and uplift both of them. Right. Right. Um, I would never just only do something just purely for his accidentally just get lost in his plan because then my plan isn't, isn't getting any attention. You need to make sure that both your plans coincide with each other. And then the third thing, uh, which really uh, doesn't have a whole lot to do with the career. Maybe it does, but eh, maybe I think it, it it touches on everything in life. But I have learned over the last couple years, especially the last, I'd, I'd say the last six months, especially in this crazy, highly politicized world in which we live now, right. is that it's really hard to do it, but try to see things from other people's point of view. Right. Because uh, it's so easy to make an opinion based on your own experience and the way that you see the world. And if you can try to transcend your biases and see things from other people's point of view, it's going to give you such a better understanding of the world and life. And uh, it's going to make you a better person.
0: Yeah.
2: That's all I have to say. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. it's like an abstract art structure. Like yeah. You have to see it from all angles
2: Yes. to that's get, right. to
0: get the
2: best the of full it. understanding, yeah. right, right, and then you can make an educated decision. And
0: that's how right. I that's how I see life. Like you have to see life from every angle
2: to absolutely.
0: get to to really get the perspective of, of what you're doing. Abs- okay. absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. In when they write the book of Bobby Borelli's life, <laughs> oh
2: well, maybe, yeah.
0: what will be the first sentence in the book?
2: Oh man! I, uh, oh, so you're talking about a biography. Or for you yeah, if, or. if you're writing
0: in or somebody else writing it, what, what would be the first sentence in the
2: book? Oh, man, I don't even know. Um, I guess I just have to give you something that just off the top of my head, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess it would be in the introduction. You know, I I know this sounds cliche, but I don't really know what else I would start it off with. So I guess I just uh, have to say in, in the in the introduction... Uh, I, I um, uh, I'm where I, I'm where I'm at because of every decision that I've made. Uh, but I would be nowhere if it were not for the people uh, who helped me along the way. Cool. I know that might sound cliche, but you know that that's probably the most important thing in in my mind. And I guess uh, that's off the top of my head yeah.
0: it's, it's funny Just and when i first i've written a couple of scripts they've never gone anywhere but i have them at home and i've always I, when i first started writing i was like i'm gonna stay away from the cliches
2: oh yeah oh, i right, don't right, want right. cliches I know i, I know. It.
0: and then as i, I was know. writing them uh, people was like it doesn't have any heart like you need a heart in there and eventually one friend of mine who's a director he's like you need some cliches in there. It's like, I'm like, oh, like, everything I'm avoiding. Right. So I realize that life is full of cliches. That's what he's in.
2: Well, you know, I'll just say one more thing. I, I think that, um, uh, cliches are clear. I, I used to say this to myself uh, a lot. Cliches are sometimes cliches are cliches for a reason. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a reason why, yeah. you know, and I think that as long as you're not being pretentious and you have a good intention and you know, uh if, if, if a quote cliche comes up, you know, if, you know, I say I love you or thank you so much or I, I you know, family is everything or whatever, it's because it's true. I mean, it, it's a cliche for a reason.
0: Yeah. And if you ever, for reason, if you ever watch Lifetime movies, all those movies are based on cliches. Like, everything you you can think of, but they, and they work. I say that because I watch them, but yeah. <laughs> they work.
2: Well, you know, I, I I don't know how much time we have left, but I'll just say one more thing, another thing. Um probably won't be the last thing <laughs> no uh well it's funny that you bring up lifetime movies and, and how they do the same thing over and over again and you said that they work it's funny yeah. that you say that because i just read a book by joseph campbell called the power of myth it's a great book i recommend that any filmmaker reads it because um it's it teaches you about archetypal themes and stories and mythology and the role that they play in humanity and why and why People have uh, come up with stories in mythology and, and um, what they mean to people and, and, and all that sort of thing. And um, the reason why uh, some stories seem cliche is because these stories have these underlying archetypal themes, these, 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 uh, these themes that um, are relative to all humans. Yeah. Right? Love, revenge, lust, hate, you know, um, love for family, the hero uh, uh ha- what it is to have courage, you know, um, these, these things uh, are timeless and, um, they're kind of what make us human and they're what give us our meaning, right. Our superordinate principle, if you will. And, um, if, if you uh, know how to carefully weave these archetypal themes into a proper tried and true story structure, whether it's a, a, a series, a, a, a 10 episode series or, or it's, or it's a two and a half hour feature film, that's usually why good stories win awards because you're going to have yourself a good story. Yeah. You know,
0: the, I wrote a script loosely based on my coming out story,
2: mm, mm. Uh,
0: but the character at a much older age. You know? sure, sure. And I wrote it part like in 2013, 14, somewhere around there. And it's sad and it's sad and it's sad. And I was watching a, a documentary type special thing where they were talking about lifetime movies and, mm. and their structure. Yeah,
2: yeah right. How
0: right. Um, all the movies pretty much have the same angles. You watch them all and you, right. you pretty know what's going to happen. Right. And, uh, but, but I love them, especially during Christmas. Right. That's my go-to right. channel. Right. I went back and reread my script and realized that it had the options to create some of those moments. And so, I'm going back and rewriting some of it mm. to put in those mm. details, mm. which is where I was talking from the very beginning. Right, right, right. But right. Kind of, it kind of goes with what we're talking about. It's like being here in LA, I've been here not 10 years. Wow. After 10 years, I've kind of like, okay, there's there's a rule book. We don't have it, but we know it. right. There's a rule book and that's, that's how you play the game. Yes. And then once you get to a certain level, you can start creating your own rule book. Yes. But I know that I'm not there yet. Right. So right, right. meanwhile, I will, I will sit back and, and follow the rules. Right. And, until I get there. So, right. um, it's yeah. good. My next question. Yes. Um, if you could name this episode, what would you name it?
2: Uh, uh this episode? Yes. Oh, um, what we're doing right here in this room. Um, Oh, I don't know. I guess a cathartic release. <laughs> wow, that's <pretty laughs> I good. I mean, that that might seem a little too deep, but uh, it just feels good to talk about your journey and your life and what you've done and your hardships and uh, what things mean to you, and uh, so that people can understand where you're coming from and what's inside your mind. Yeah. So that they can understand your intention. And-
0: I totally believe that, and I, I, I we've been on the air now seven years.
2: Mm, um, well
0: wow. Wow, wow. This is. Getting close to 260, 270 episodes now. Wow! Um, and I truly believe that the show has worked all this time. One, I don't have preset questions. Mm, there's no. That's good. There's never a questionnaire. Yeah. Like I don't want anybody to be prepared.
2: Right.
0: Because uh, life is not prepared. No. no. And I don't want people to have pretty stories. Like, mm. like we can all create a pretty story and. Mm. Like, that's what Facebook is for. <laughs>
1: right. Post all the beautiful right. things
0: you want. But right. you come to the show to really show people that regardless of what stands in front of you, mm. good or bad, if you just find a way through it, over it, around it, your journey will continue and you'll right. be okay. Right. And, um, I don't think we we talked a whole lot because when I first started the show, um, I've been HIV positive today, 18 years. Um, I was Twelve years then, something like that, and mm. um, dealing with alcohol and drug abuse. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm now twelve years clean and sober.
2: Excellent, uh, excellent.
0: But all these hardships that have come to my life, mm. and that on paper you would say, "Wow, zero on this one." Mm. Um, but I just thought I'm gonna keep going. Like I, I've never not considered keep going. Just I just had more baggage to carry than sure, I was. sure. Um, sure. And that's how put it together came about. Right. So right. It, all my listeners are, they like those trajectories. So when people come in the air, it's like, well, it, my life has been tragic. I'm like, give me more. Yeah. Like, like, let's talk about this. So thank you for sharing all your
2: details. Well, thank you for having me. This we, has been so much fun.
0: We're coming to the end. Yeah. Um, any last words? Uh, where can people find you?
2: Uh, okay, so uh, you can find me all sorts of uh, all over the place. So. um... So on Facebook, like I said, we have our uh, Facebook web series, Valley Junk TV. Um, it is a weekly episode. Um, you can also find me. So, yeah, I'm all over Facebook. Uh, I'm on Instagram uh, at just Bobby Borelli. Um, also, I keep a few episodes on YouTube at it's Bobby Borelli from Boston. Um, I don't do a whole lot on YouTube, but I'm there. And then, of course, you know, I mean, you can just Google me. You know, I'm on IMDb. You can see all my work on IMDb and everything that I've done. Um, and yeah, I'd have to say the majority of the work that you can find is streaming on Facebook.
0: So cool. Yeah. So, and you guys know that as usual, uh, you can go to the put it together podcast page and I will post, uh, updates and stuff on Bobby's Bobby's work. Uh, thank you, man. Cool. Thank, thank you so you, much for having me, dude. This was cool. This was so much fun. Uh, see folks, if, if you let me stop you a little bit, <laughs> you can be on the <laughs> show. That's how it works. Um, <laughs> uh, you're listening. Thank you. This has been Put It Together Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Garza, with my guest today, Bobby Borelli, actor and producer. I want to thank my producer, Mr. Kevin Moyers, for all his help and support. Thank you, sir. Check us out at Put It Together Podcast, where you can find all the shows on the network. Uh, go check them out. Uh, follow me on YouTube at Daniel G. Garza, where we have, if you've missed the Conversations episodes on Facebook Live, you can go over to YouTube and check them out. Those are there. Make sure to leave a comment, comment, uh, subscribe, like the page. I would really appreciate that. Uh, we have more stuff coming up through the year, so just stay tuned for that. For now, uh, again, I want to thank Barbara Burley for being on the show. Thank you all for listening. This is Daniel Garza saying, hey, put it together.
1: Take this is time. how I... Put it together. This is how I put it together. This is how I put it together.
2: Subscribe to Put It Together on iTunes, Stitcher, and at AbnormalEntertainment.com slash Put It Together. Find Put It Together on Facebook and tweet Daniel at Lil Mexican, LilMessican, L-I-L-M-E-S-I-C-A-N. And for more podcasts, comics, books, movies, and more, head to abnormalentertainment.com.
1: You've been listening to the Abnormal Entertainment Network.